0: Welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men in their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody
1: Birkin. And my name is Jody King, founder of Man Up God's Way, and this is Man Up Monday Podcast. We want to welcome everyone tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. If you get an opportunity, please share this with your friends on Facebook, YouTube, and any other social media platform that you might be on. This is a live broadcast tonight. It will go on our podcast platform sometime later tonight, and you'll be able to download it throughout the rest of the week. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, the podcast is growing each week, and uh, we thank you for that. We appreciate everyone uh, that is joining us. Last week's podcast blew up. Uh, it doubled. Uh, actually, it had more downloads than the, the two prior to that. It was a massive uh, David Paterka from Malawi, and that was a, a Holy Spirit moving uh, podcast last week. Gosh. Yeah, the
0: podcast is always going to do well when you interview Jesus. Yeah, exactly. My <laughs> gosh, man. I left here thinking, what are you doing with your life,
1: man? I know. It <laughs> like, lis- what did you... <laughs> watching, listening to his stories and then just watching him tear up every time he told the story. I was like, that dude's got the Holy Spirit just soaked in him and it was so sweet just to have him here and now you now I'll you know
0: that i'm sorry now you know that there's somebody that cries more than me more than you do yeah, yeah
1: exactly so <laughs> again my name is jody and i got my co-host here ben neely how you doing brother i'm blessed man great, doing great, great good. to be here good. monday night so you came into my office yesterday at church bragging about how much you, you didn't say hi buyer, kiss my butt. You walked in and said I'm down to two fifteen. Two fifteen. Yeah. Forty six pounds. And job, on the dude.
0: on the uh on the contest it's uh thirty pounds exactly.
1: That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Congratulations. It's been tough. I am uh, not even gonna talk about where I'm at. Every Monday I'm gonna start something new and it never happens. So Oh, one of these days. <laughs> Frigosa, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Good. Yeah, I went and got my tux uh, fitted for my daughter's wedding coming up. Uh, man, it's in three weeks actually. And um, I told the guy, you know, not to tighten it up too much because I'm going to lose some weight between now and then. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I'm <laughs> I thought maybe you assaulted the guy when he
0: told you the measurements <laughs> yeah, or something, no. right?
1: Well, what's crazy is my measurements hadn't changed much in two years. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like you get used to it after a while. And, uh, I don't feel like I look that bad until I see pictures of myself or me on video. So it's That's uh, for everybody. It's, yeah. It is. It Especially is. as
0: we get older. Uh,
1: yeah, what are you saying? I am getting older. So let me uh, let me just run down a few things here, real quick. Um, you know, Man Up God's Way is an international men's men- ministry birthed out of dr- desire to see men actually do Christianity instead of. Uh, Just talk about it. And um, we pray that uh, men across the world will learn to have a personal relationship with Jesus and uh, be unified with their wife and be a godly father and uh, serve in church, Uh, be the bright and shining light at work, have accountability and make disciples. And that's what we're praying for every man that listens to this podcast. Uh, the way that we pay for this podcast is through our merch store, manupmerch.com. If you get an opportunity to go there, you can see shirts, hats, cups, mugs, uh books, and uh we appreciate everything that you do. Again, manupmerch.com. That's how we pay for our podcast. Coming up, we've got some really great guests. Uh, tonight we're going to be spitballing a, quite a few issues and and topics, and uh, we may get in a fight by the night. By the time the night is over, we, so we, fought, we fought before <laughs> we started the show.
0: And I'm assuming you gave the man up God's way book to David last I did, week. Yeah, I, 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 ga- I gave I
1: gave my book yeah, away yeah. to our guest last week, and um, so I got to get me some more. Um, but next, uh, May 2nd, next week, we've got Mike Reznor from Core Love International. It's an orphan, uh, ministry that takes care of orphans around the world. Again, I'm really excited about that. Um, again, we'll probably listen to somebody who just makes us all feel like we're not doing enough. And then, uh, coming up May 9th, my brother from another mother, Jeff Voth from <laughs> Cave Times Men's Ministry. I literally just
0: saw that a minute ago and I'm like, yes, yeah,
1: he's going to be a great, uh, great guest, uh. Really excited about having him on here. And then May 16th, Derek Moore, uh, wrestling coach at California Baptist University. And uh, he's a husband of an entrepreneur. And then he's the undefeated NCAA wrestling champion. Um, I might poke him in the chest, see what he wants to do. Um, And then a U.S. Army veteran and a grateful servant to God. I can't wait to interview him. He's going to be awesome. He's a buddy of yours,
2: right? He's a buddy of mine. we got to give a shout-out to Coach Z. So Coach Zaleski is the head coach of California Baptist University. Uh, Derek Moore is the assistant coach. When I used to work for Coach Z, he used to say, I was one of the assistants, but he used to say, you're the assistant, too. The, okay. the assistant. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I'm one of the assistant coaches here." You say, like, "No, assistant too such as <laughs> head life. coach." Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we've got some really good guests. I'm really excited about having uh, on here. And uh, each month, man, we just keep getting guest after guest after guest, and uh, really, really pumped about who we've got coming up. Some good, godly guys. So, really quick, uh, I would like to talk to you guys about a new product we've got coming out. Hopefully, this week looks like Wednesday or Thursday. Possibly Friday, if we don't have any snafus, or if we have a snafu or two, is our new Man Up God's Way app. And uh, over the years, we've had an app, and it just so happens that the app store or the app company that developed our app went out of business, so we lost it, and it's been about four or five years since we've had a really good app. And this one I am so excited about. I hope you can see it. Uh, Again, it will be out on Google Play and Apple Store Uh, by Wednesday or Thursday possibly Friday again if uh, anybody kicks back but I just want to show you some of the features of it here real quick it's going to be really good and we're going to talk about some of these things tonight and the reason that we're stepping into an app is because we really want to be able to develop our content and not have to be worried not worried about it being censored or kicked off or uh, banned from Facebook or uh, Twitter or anything like that. And so we've developed this app, and it's a really, really good app. It has a community section. I'm going to go through this real quick. And if you'll see here, and we've just got some um, some examples up here right at the moment. We haven't completely done it, but it's, it's kind of like Facebook. Now, you'll be able to see posts. Uh, you'll be able to see uh, comments. You'll be able to see videos. And we just put a bunch of stuff on here as we're just goofing off, uh, waiting for the launch of it, but you can follow people just like you can on Facebook. You can comment, you can, um, you know, watch them and see what they're doing. We also have uh, one of the things we're excited about too, is a prayer wall. And so in here, you'll be able to go into this section and have men uh, pray for you Is this is a men's group, um, app, and we want, you know every man to come alongside of it and see it the prayer wall will give you an opportunity to just to get your prayers out there and know that you have godly men praying for you um, and then you'll have like our man up merch store we've got that going on as well you'll be able to see our books uh, our shirts um, all the things that we're going to be adding to that later on down the road we're going to be creating content biblical content video content um, challenges that will you'll be able to get a hold of as well Obviously, our podcast will be on there. Uh, we've got all of our podcasts on there already. You can listen to it through the app. Then we're going to have a man up fitness section. Again, this is something I guess if I'm going to teach it, i got to start, pre- you know, if I'm going to preach it, i got to live it out. So maybe,
0: maybe I should take over maybe, this yeah, part ben, of the app. Ben's going to have this. I'll one. take over the diet. He can take over the fitness. There we go. We're going to do it. You can just that.
1: oversee it. So we're going to start doing, and. Um, kind of what my goal is, is to uh, come alongside of you guys, like literally and just be open and honest about what it takes to be fit and, you know, the struggles and the ups and downs. And uh, so we're going to help you guys. We've got uh, to start off with, we've got a seven day fitness plan that you can download. Uh, It gives you an opportunity to go through all, it actually six days, seventh day, we want you to rest, go to church, spend time with your family. Then it's got a man up meal plan that you'll be able to download as well. And so, Really excited about that too. Um, and then we've got a partner with the section, our Man Up blog. You'll be able to go on there and see the uh, blogs that we'll be creating throughout um, throughout the weeks. And then uh, one of the things that we're we're hoping that men will really get involved in, this is called Resolute Men. And this is a premium section, and uh, right now it's going to be $9.99 a month or $99 a year. It's twofold. One, you're helping support Man Up uh, to allow us to continue this app. I can tell you right now this app is not cheap. Um, It's going to cost quite a bit of money, and we're asking our men to come alongside of us and partner with us to uh, help us pay for the app and help us create content. It'll give me the opportunity to, as as you guys, most of you know, we've created this podcast studio on some funding that came uh, through to us. We also, across the hallway, have a new video studio that we're working on as well. That'll give us the opportunity to do uh, video content. We're gonna do Bible studies, we're gonna do series, we're gonna do uh, expository teaching that will help you grow as a man. And that will all be in the Resolute Men's section, which is a premium section. And we're gonna have teachers come in and preachers come in to guide and help direct men through this. We'll also go through deeper uh, fitness challenges, uh, meal challenges, uh, spiritual challenges that will all be within that group there. So- um you do me a favor real yes. quick? Will you go to the prayer wall again? Yes. Church and in. then under Tate's prayer, will you hit the comments? Uh huh. <laughs> you know, telling to you know, send him uh, a picture of. I already uh, did. See? Oh, did you? My doll. My doll. I just wanted everybody to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's
2: important to mention this will be a safe place for people to put prayer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just
0: us messing around, testing it,
1: testing it out right now. So, um, but yeah, anytime my men know me well enough that know if they're calling in sick or have an issue or something, they're getting a picture of a Midol bottle. So, um, (laughs) I always send it to them, but guys be praying for this. This right here is going to take us. Um, we're going to be able to push. We have 877,000 followers on Facebook that Facebook is really, uh, unfortunately keeping, um, keeping us for, from reaching many people. And then we've got a group of 39,000 men only that again uh even within that group the group is blowing up i don't know how people are finding out because it's supposed to be a private group but you know uh, i honestly i think what facebook is doing is they're pushing the people from my page to the group because the page is public the group is not and so things don't necessarily go viral inside of a group they do give us a good opportunity to share and to talk but um, this app is going to allow us to break away from the barriers that we have within the social media context of some of these tech giants out there. So really excited about it. Be praying for that. And uh, we've got some big things happening coming up in the next week or so. So be looking for that. And we will blast it all over social media once it's ready to go.
0: Awesome. So, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, it's going to be good. We're re- We're really pumped about it. Again, it gives us a community platform. Uh, no different than uh, Facebook and Twitter, other than the big difference is is that uh, we're we're stepping away from um, you know their umbrella and we're able to talk about anything that we want to talk about and have it on there. There's also sections on here that you'll be able to get messaging uh, systems, um, you know push notifications as well as to be able to message message other people in the group um, much like you have in some of the other social media platforms. So cool. Yeah, it's that cool? Yeah,
0: you sent it to me that night, and you you didn't really elaborate like you just did, and I started messing with it, and I was like, "And this is kind of like Facebook." Yeah, it's got yes, some, it is. so I I, I kind of knew in that moment what you guys were because mm-hmm. I'm not really involved in right. that at all. So uh, I see where you guys are going with it. It's going to be good.
1: Yeah, it's going to help out uh, big time. It's I re- I'm really pumped about it just because it's going to get us away. Like I've spent years developing the Facebook platform, and we. We literally reach i can show you right here we literally reach um uh where is the group pages right here i'll show you how many people we reach show you our insights just so everybody knows oh easy now so our insights we can where is it come on now
2: uh i failed you
1: where'd it go not there, there. Oh, I was right there. You, fourth one down, fourth one down insights. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just one second. We'll look at that. So each month we reach right around 2.3 to 4 million people each yeah. month, just from our platform with 877,000 people, we should be reaching a lot more than that. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, it's bigger than most, most ministries that are out there, but they're kinda of killing us as far as our reach goes. And so we're 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 wanting to to be able to reach more and more people for the sake of the gospel. And uh yeah, let's see, dismiss. I don't want that. So um in the last twenty eight days, two point three million people. We're up two percent from the month before. Yep. Which uh it's not bad. But and then how it could are
0: be how better. are you how are you how are we gonna how are we gonna notify people when whether it's Wednesday, Thursday or Friday the app is all right, is It'll be all over Facebook,
1: all over Instagram. Um, anybody who signed up and registered for the um, uh, MailChimp app, um, Mailchimp newsletter will also receive that as well. So we've got about 30,000 emails, and those will go out um, along with that. We're hoping that we... We hit um, a thousand downloads the first day. That's what our goal is: a thousand downloads uh, of the app in the first day with as many people as we have. But the problem is, as soon as you start marketing something on Facebook or Instagram, man, they anytime you put a link, uh, of you know, whatever, it it um, shortens the reach. You can't reach as many people. You still You put a stupid meme on there, it blows yeah, up. I know. You know, but you put anything about a website or an event or anything like that, and you can't get anybody. So. That's crazy. I'm yeah. so
0: excited about Jeff Both, man. It's gonna be fun. Like I'm not gonna be here next week. I'm gonna be at a at a at a, a leadership conference in in Cleveland. But uh, so I'm I'm disappointed. I'm gonna miss the um, the ministry with the you know that's dealing with the orphans. But uh, I'm so excited. Jeff's coming on. What's yeah. the
2: name of that leadership conference that it's you're going Basics to? It's Basics Conference.
0: It's Alistair Begg's Basics okay. Conference. I,
2: so um, I think my pastor is going to that Yeah, one. It's,
0: it's for pastors and then church leaders. Yeah. So like ministry leaders. Yeah.
2: And so, so I, I found out he was going without me, and I was like, dude, what's up? Yeah, what's so up me leader? and my you friend— can't take me?
0: <laughs> me and my friend Anthony are going. He's like an associate pastor in an elder awesome. church. the so. mm-hmm. church. Very
1: cool. Awesome. Well, that's, so that's our app. I'm really excited about it. So make sure that uh, you stay tuned on the Facebook page and Instagram. We have thirty two thousand followers on Instagram, eight hundred and seventy seven on Facebook, thirty nine thousand on our private page, and uh, we're hoping to reach more and more with the sake of the gospel.
0: For the yeah. sake of the gospel. That private page is called Man Up God's
2: Way Community. Yes. Just so you guys know too. And I was encouraged by the app. Like I, I looked at the um, the desktop version mm-hmm. is a lot yeah. like it's very user friendly. Yeah. Um, it felt a lot like Facebook. Mm-hmm. It felt great. Yeah. yeah you guys did an amazing job with Thanks.
1: it. Thanks. We're excited about it. It's going to be it's going to be really good. It's going to take us to the next level of being able just to stay in contact with everybody. Create content that is edifying and godly um, and uh, uh, just give us a new pal- platform. Yeah. So that's what we need. So be watching for it. We're excited about it. Um, and you'll hear a little bit more about it over through, through the following days, Man Up God's Way, Facebook, Instagram, um, and uh, uh, make sure that you watch for that app coming out. So thank you again. Uh, that's all of our advertising there. Um, also, I didn't tell you this, but we are going to have a spiritual gifts test on the app. Mm. Yeah, it's going to come along with it. My buddy, uh, Jeff Carver is going to uh, be setting up a system for us. He does a spiritualtest.com, and uh, he's going to allow us a, a section on there to be able to do spiritual gifts. You can find out where your gifts are best used and maybe your strengths and your weaknesses that allow you to, to really step out into ministry, whether it's in your church or a parachurch ministry, to give you that uh, ability to, to get excited about your gifts anything from teaching, preaching to serving, uh, giving, uh, it's going to be really cool.
0: I encourage so, everybody to do a spiritual gifts test at least every couple of years yeah. too, because it's amazing how it changes. It does it's amazing change. how minds change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. crazy.
1: Mine used to be, if you ever, it's almost like a personality test. Um, but you know, you, you'll, you'll have these points on this graph and mine was almost a bell curve when I first got saved. It was, you know, um, preaching and prophecy were the very top. Like yeah. they were top and my giving and serving were way down here. A few years later, it was more, you know, kind of a little bit more linear, yeah. less. And so you could just see the Holy Spirit just kind of even, even out. Cause you know, my money was my money. I wasn't about to give it to anybody. Uh, and then <laughs> God kind of took over there and, uh, changed things a little bit. So uh, it was good. So, um, man, since it's just a hear, hear us here tonight, we don't have a guest, and we don't have really much of an agenda. Actually, we have an agenda. It's just not much with a guest to hear their testimony and hear what they're uh, passionate about in their ministry. I just want to talk about some, some things that are going on in the world, um, things that are going on in culture. Uh, we've got some major, major massive uh, transitions happening uh, we're looking at some major, I think, paradigm shifts happening, too, when it comes to uh, a lot of the things going on in culture. And the first thing I want to talk about as as we just kind of transition out of the app is, you know, I don't know if you guys saw that uh, Elon Musk just bought Twitter. And uh, that went through today. Yeah, they're, so,
2: so I think they're in negotiations. I don't know if it's official. No, like it, he, it was, he closed it's it? It's official, yeah. What was the final dollar? 44
1: 44 billion billion that's B with the billion so that's yeah. only a third of what he's worth
2: it's going to be interesting to see how long it comes off the market like it will it be on the stock market tomorrow will it be done uh, uh, so he's taking it, it private. private yeah he's right? taking
1: he's taking it private so yeah. um you know one of the things that the, um I'm excited about I'm not I'm not much on Twitter um we have about 4000 followers on Twitter and I don't do a whole lot on it just because you talk about somebody limiting your reach. Uh, Twitter does really bad. And, you know, one of the things I've been really upset with social media lately, and um, more importantly, is their the way that they uh, dictate what, what can be said and what can't be said. And, again, it's their platform a lot of times, but the way that they are going about um, – you know, getting rid of people is, uh, and then um, blocking content is not necessarily uh, uniformed. It's right. usually it's very left leaning, and um, you know they're they're taking out conservatives a lot faster than they are liberals, and uh, they're taking out Christians faster than they are atheists. And um, it really drives me crazy that we're allowing, and again, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, but we're allowing these tech companies to dictate what society should be doing. And um, uh, I'm really excited because Elon is, you know, I don't know what kind of battle he's going to have, but he's really talking about having more of a free speech model than what we currently have that's going on there. And again, um, you know, you I, I'm not trying to get into political debate. But if if so, if culture is going to be heavy handed in tech, then you've got to have a little bit more freedom in tech. You know, I've got to be able to be able to talk about Christ just as much as somebody were talking about the Antichrist. Um, again, um, you know, to be squashed for that is kind of a, I don't know, it's, you know, especially the freedoms that we have in the United
2: States. Um, we almost talked about that last week. Um, there was a, a hill out in Hollywood that everybody runs up. Remember, there was a the statue of Jesus and the devil, uh, oh, yeah, joined know. at the hip right. and someone had put it up there Easter morning and that's free speech. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as, as believers, we don't like that. And we go, Oh, that shouldn't, well, hold on. We want to be able to say our piece too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's going to come with.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's one of those things that as a Christian, I want everybody to know Christ. I want the ability and I know, uh, statistically speaking, not everybody is going to come to know Christ. And I don't want to beat them over the head. Uh, that's something that they're, they're going to have to uh, be judged for. That's on them. Uh, later on down the road, I'm just called to be able to go and share the gospel. I'm called to to lead people to the Lord as much as possible. Um, and the ability to be able to do that is sometimes is on social media. The best way, don't get me wrong. The best way is face to face. There are certain people that, um, you know, either aren't on social media that will never change their mind. Cause it's easy not to change your mind on social media. It's easy not to, to get so caught up in, um, you know, it, the debates and it's easy to be mean on social media. Cause you're not going to have anybody punch you in the nose compared to, you know, <laughs> like seriously, if you were to say some of the stuff in front of somebody, you know, while you're talking face to face, you might get a, a fist in the nose. And, um, That would keep people from saying a lot of things that they do say if it were more face-to-face. I truly believe evangelism needs to be done uh, and discipleship one-on-one, you know, where I have a, you know, God has given me certain people in my sphere of influence to be able to reach, and uh, only I can reach them, and I need to be doing that, but I I do believe that this is, a turning stone, uh, a, a, a stepping stone for uh, a little bit more free speech. And I think some of these guys will let up as Elon Musk kind of takes over Twitter.
0: Well, yeah, and it's a good, um, from a business perspective, it's a good strategy. right mm-hmm. Now, I think he's, I think he's uh, don't get me wrong, I think he's being authentic. Mm-hmm. But the, it's, it's almost like Walmart. Mm-hmm. The only way you were ever going to become bigger than Walmart is if you gave it cheaper, and faster, right, and Amazon did that right someone if if you're gonna if you're gonna move ahead of Facebook in the social media era. Then you've got to from promoting free speech right. with as many people that want free speech. Right. Is is the way to go. That's yeah. that that's the move to make. Right. Because you're going to have a lot of people leave Facebook and go to Twitter. And maybe that becomes the giant and or you're going to have people that have been kicked off Twitter come back. Or be they're on some other social mm-hmm. media site where they've been regulated to the degree where they're taking away free speech, right. and go to Twitter. So it's a what he's trying to do is it's it's a good business move too. Yeah, and you know he's he's I don't know much about Elon. Like I know he created Tesla. I know um, he's got the SpaceX. Uh, I also know that he's. Uh, what I like about him is he's pretty reasonable. Uh, mm-hmm. When whenever the gas prices started to come up. What I was impressed about him was he said, listen,
1: we're not going all electric, <laughs> and this
0: will hurt right. my company saying this. Right. It's not realistic. right? Yeah. You know, what we're finding out, though, is that the far left or the left, and I'm not talking about political, I'm just using left like liberal or conservative, and I don't mean it in a political sense. What I'm learning is is that they're, they're doing a lot of things that they've been talking and wanting to do, and it is backfiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there is, a, there is a silent majority in this country that is not going to let that happen. Right. And you're going to see in November, again, we're... I don't like to talk about positive, but in November, it's going to be a bloodbath. It will. yeah, And even their own people are right. telling them it's going to be a bloodbath. And what I think of when I look at some of these things that they're doing is it, it speaks to me about the Bible. When God says, I'm going to turn them over to a reprobate mind. Right. Like these people, Jody, they think they're doing right. Oh. They think their ideas yeah. are good.
1: I know it. they really, their yeah.
0: minds are so reprobate. Right. It's not
1: funny. Right. I was listening to a podcast with Bill Maher and he's a, Total liberal. um, He's moving moving back to the center, though. Well, you know, what's crazy, though, is um, his liberal is probably more um, conservative. Well, definitely more conservative than this progressive left that's, you know, moving to... And he's even saying all the stuff that's going crazy. You know, you're having transgender athletes, you know, going to different, like, that's crazy. It makes no physical sense. It makes no mental sense. It makes no sense, period. And he's, he's pushing that quite a bit too. And I think you're right. I think we're, where they let this this small um, group of people push the envelope so far that even the liberals didn't want it to go that far. It was, it was way too far. And when it got, got so far that it became wacky, that's where uh, things started to change. Yeah. I think that's where you see Elon Musk standing up. And you've got people, you know, like Jack Dorsey, who was the founder of Twitter, uh, was the CEO up until recently, he's even back in Musk, you know, he's like, they're crazy. He's like, the board sucks. And yeah. um, they're crazy. They're blocking everybody. And he didn't even want to do all that. Sure. And so uh, I think you're right. I think you'll see that quite a bit.
2: There is an interesting thing that's going to happen. Um, because this was the conversation before when it was a publicly traded company um the people who are on the right are saying hey free speech it's a public like it's a publicly traded company um as soon as you become a private company the question is is they're liable now for what's being said on your privately owned space so right. it would be interesting to see if he would take it private and then take it public again right. um and not relinquish you know do a no a new IPO. Uh, it wouldn't be an IPO anymore. Uh, you know, and I don't know yeah, enough. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know enough it. to know if you can do that. Like once it was, hey, it's no longer publicly traded, it's now a private company, can he then make another offering and say, "Okay, we're going to take right. it public again mm-hmm. at X amount of dollars, but I'm not going to relinquish 51% of the shares, but I will relinquish, you know, of the shares it can be public again Mm -hmm. that way we can talk on it publicly without him and his company being liable for what's being said on it because if it's private then you get into this legal issue of hold on you're letting this person say this on your private page you know your privately owned company are you now liable. Yeah, I right. think
0: I think for for 44 billion, he's probably he's probably taking that in consideration. Yeah. It's oh, a great no point, doubt. But he's probably taking the consider. I think I think the deal with taking it private is is probably more. So there isn't a board. You don't. Yeah. And you don't, So yeah, they exactly. don't have to. He doesn't yeah. have to cave and and let them right. kind of control what he does and the message or in, well, and if you this, if you that, got that
1: a unbalanced shareholders. Yeah. You know, if you got a ton of liberal shareholders and they want to tank your stock, all they got to do is sell it. You That's know. Right. And and vice versa. So I think he's he's probably doing a smart move. But I'm really excited about the the platform itself and him just getting back in there. So we stop having this cancel, cancel culture. You know, that's, that's the problem that's happening right now. If you say something that you believe, uh, you can get canceled for it.
0: This is my analogy of what the world has turned into. I'm in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. Because I'm in a wheelchair. I want everybody else in the world in a wheelchair. Right. And if you're not in a wheelchair, like I'm in a wheelchair, then you're against wheelchairs. Right. And you're against me, and you're a racist, and you're hateful. That's that's what the world. No, that might be a stupid analogy, but hopefully you that's understand right. yeah. what I'm trying to that's say. A, that's great. you know what I'm right. saying. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 that's good. it's it's just nuts. Yeah, it is. It's getting crazier. You ever been <laughs> crab fishing? You ever been no, crab, I crab fishing? You uh, take no, I'm not a hillbilly. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I, mean crab <laughs> I eat crab, but I've never been in crab fishing.
2: Well, now you know too much about me. That's right. Um, so if you take a bunch of crabs, you put them in a bucket, right? You you don't really have to worry about them crawling out because as soon as someone gets close to getting out, the other ones will grab them and throw right. them back in. Right. So same concept. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah. That's a great analogy. Yeah, That's yeah. what it feels like. It yeah. feels like, yeah. yeah, I'm down here in the dumpster. Everybody needs to come down here with me. Because my life is woe i can
0: right? I, I so I've got a little it's 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 a testimony that might also be an analogy most of, if you if you're listening, you know me, you know that my daughter is gay mm-hmm. my daughter knows exactly where I stand on Christ, she knows what I think about her sin, she also knows what she needs to do to get right with God if she wants to and as in earlier in her life when she first came out to me, and this was probably. It would have been like 2011, 12, somewhere around there. We had a falling out for a couple of years. Now we're very close again. We always were close. And when I see her, she does not try to get me to accept that she's gay. Right. And I don't beat her over the head with the Bible anymore. Right. We know where we stand. I love her. She loves me. She's got to make a choice at some point or she's going to go to hell. Right? It's that simple. Right. And I'm not saying she's going to hell because she's gay. She's going to hell because she hasn't doesn't accepted Jesus. Jesus Christ her yeah. Lord and Savior. Let me be clear. But we don't try to force anything on each other anymore. She knows where she stands. I know how she feels. She knows where I stand. She knows how I feel. Right. And we're living in peace. That's good. Doesn't mean we yeah. accept. She doesn't accept that I believe that she needs to give Mm -hmm. her life to the Lord. And I don't accept the fact that she just gets to do anything she wants and never accept Jesus Christ as her Lord and savior or that there is no God.
3: Right.
1: Right. But we've
0: chosen to be at peace with each other.
1: That's what the world needs to do. Well, and that's the issue with social media. You know, you literally are, um, you're, you're, you're not getting to know the person. You're not able to sit and look them in the eye and see, Doubt, concern, fear, worry. Like you can see that in a person's facial expression. So if I'm talking to you and I see your countenance change, like I'm going to direct my speech, my tone, everything a little bit differently. Yeah. And If if we're having a conversation. That's the problem with the world today is that we're not having real conversations. We're having, you know, 140. yeah. Yeah. We're having 140 text conversations, you know, instead of saying, you know, like, let's, let's talk, let's really, let's really have a conversation. So, and then, you know, we, we come to an understanding that I believe this, you believe that, and, um, we're still going to love each other. We're, we're called to love everyone. Yeah. You know, as Christians, we're called to love God first, and then that will give us the strength to love others, no matter where they are, no matter what they've done, no matter how they offended you, no matter what sins they're living in, we still have to love them
0: several weeks ago four five maybe six weeks ago she met me for lunch and we went and ate sushi and she brought her partner and i know i know her mm-hmm. and we walked into the sushi place and i felt people looking at her i saw them right i saw them judging her and it was god showing me how the world is and i did not like it right even though i don't like what she's doing with her life i did not i did not like it and i told her at the end of when we were out in the van i told her i saw that and she said dad listen she said as long as they don't say nothing i don't care right she said first of all that first table that was looking at us and she didn't even know i had noticed the boy she goes those were two gay men and they were probably looking at us like what are two gay women doing in South County like us? We don't hang out here. Right. (laughs) She said, said, and everybody else, she said, said, we're used to it. As long as they don't say anything mean or whatever. She goes, I appreciate the fact that you see it. This, that, and the Mm -hmm. other. But after I judged my daughter and after we had a falling out, a couple of years later, I found out that there was some horrible things that happened to her once in high school, once shortly after that and this that and the other and and not that it's an excuse but you don't know why people are like they are that's why god tells us not to judge people right i don't mean righteously judge he wants us to righteously judge
1: you don't condemn anybody that's right you
0: don't condemn people because you don't god Mm -hmm. could save my daughter tomorrow and i i he he can do anything that he wants you know and i pray that he does but we we just have to be real careful because uh, a lot of times people are like they are because of things that have happened mm-hmm. or the, in their life. Right. You know,
1: no, I, I don't, I don't disagree at all. I, that's the issue I think with social media, with Twitter, with Facebook, with Instagram, like we're just getting these little clips and I can see it with my kids. I've got 11 year old kids that um, got their first phone. I don't know why we did it other than, you know, we th- thought it was for safety reasons because they, you know, they're on sports teams and they're always gone and, I don't even think we got our older kids' uh, iPads until they were probably, you know, 12 years old, much less a phone. And um, you can just see a big difference in them. Like, I love it when they get grounded, you know, from their phone Uh, for two weeks, man. They're the best kids in the world. You know, you give them that that phone back and they're the the worst kids in the world. But you can see what's happening with society is that literally nobody has a heart anymore. Nobody has a... a a care anymore. Nobody has a a, a desire to see you um, happy. Um, And it's, it's, it starts at 11 years old. It starts at, you know, on these social media, you know, I I see text threads with our kids and man, they are just hateful. We're going to block you and we don't want you on here anymore. We don't want this. And like, it's, it really breaks my heart. And then, you know, you get them together in a group, they can't even carry on a conversation you know i will say one thing
0: and i'm not judging anybody and i might offend some people but y'all parents you got to stop giving your kids phones at church if you're bringing them to church and they're in the sanctuary they're in the kids ministry mm-hmm. or whatever they need to be listening to the yeah. message take the mm-hmm. phone, <laughs> take the phone out of their hands for a couple yeah. of hours and and it's i have grandkids. i have 3 small mm-hmm. grandkids trust me there are it's days easy. that we don't control the the watching of the of the uh, Amazon fire pad for just an hour or two. Sometimes they watch it for four hours because they're being bad and it's an easy babysitter. Right. But, man, when you come to church, those kids need to be listening. Yeah. Even if they're not listening, they're listening.
1: Uh, exactly. Right, Even
0: if they're looking to the right or looking or to the left or, or, color or whatever. Or but man, but yeah. when they're in that phone, they're just totally enthralled yeah. in that phone.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Easter weekend, last weekend, my kids tried to – you know they set up on the front row and I was like don't you pick up your phone yeah. while you're while we're here you're not going to watch your phone you're going to listen to the sermon and yeah that's a that's a big deal we've got to be careful with that with our kids but it's a it's an issue that you know I just read a study today um it was talking about uh Microsoft did a study on attention span yeah and uh the the result of it was we have less attention span than a goldfish yeah and like literally, that's what it said. (laughs) Because of um, because of social media, I mean, if you think of everything that you're looking like, like, say for Instagram, it's a picture, and maybe just a few words. So you're scrolling through that as fast as you can TikTok, It's a 32nd video, you're scrolling through that really quick Facebook. um, You know, if you I don't know about you, but if you ever see a post that you know, if you have to hit more on it to read, like I I'm, I don't ever read those. Yeah, we you know, want, like
0: we want everything faster and quicker. Yes. We used to cook dinner on a stove. We invented yeah. the microwave. Now we stand there with our hand on the microwave <laughs> handle be, and it's not, it's fast, not enough. fast enough, yeah. Right? yeah. And so you can almost for, I think what you're what you're saying is is that kids today they're they have no social right. skills. Very sure. few of them do. There, there's a lot of kids out there that have no social skills and I would bet that if you could look at it from above, you can draw it back to the invention of home console video games. Oh, I percent atta- Because mm-hmm. you're always, you're always, uh, uh. what's the word I'm looking for for Goza? Uh, you're always... Uh, I don't know but what you just
2: said is blasphemy yeah. video games are amazing you shut your mouth he's off the show i know. I can, I, I can
0: say that because i gave up video games the minute that my my son who's now about to be 29 he was about six years old and could beat me in all the games that he, and, I, and i'm a sore loser so yeah. i quit that's what i haven't played from. a video game in years yeah. other than every once in a while now if you if i find a donkey kong machine Somewhere. Play, yeah, yeah, I'll play, play Donkey yeah. Kong or Defender or one yeah. of these these kids listening they're like what is it i I'll never
1: forget when we got Atari, like literally yeah, yeah, space yeah. invaders was like the only game that it came on, and uh I was probably eight or nine years old, and that was the coolest thing you know it was it was just really cool but i i, w- I don't I don't disagree, I think you're looking at technology has done a lot of great things, it's also done a lot of bad yeah. things, and um we have to. Um, as a Christian, we have to balance ourselves. And that's probably the toughest thing as a Christian is learning to balance yourself. You know, there's in moderation and unfortunately Americans do nothing in moderation. Uh, We don't eat moderately. We don't drink moderately. We don't spend money moderately. We don't have relationships moderate. Like we do everything in excess Uh, and we don't know how to do, Balanced things, and I think that's a that's going to be a big um, uh, stronghold in our children's lives. The older they get, because it literally is. It's all about TV and social media yeah. for them. I mean, they're they're being inundated with everything, and it's not going to get any easier. I just read an article uh, a couple days ago that Neuralink. Have you heard anything about Neuralink? Mm-mm. Yeah. So this is Elon Musk's com- Musk company, and it is computerized chip in your brain that will take like it's it's they're doing human
2: trials in 2024 yeah, so he talked about it on Rogan um, a while ago and they're super super close so there's uh, a lot of people who don't know uh, my mother has Alzheimer's there's things like that where I go oh wow like that would be amazing to get my mother back but on the flip side of that um, he the way he described it on Rogan was that anyone without it eventually will be insignificant anymore. They'll be like a monkey, a chimp because you will have access to everything. Uh have you heard the have Isn't you heard the conspiracy cra- theory about I would
1: say there's the uh there's the the mark of the beast. So there's <laughs> a conspiracy theory about it.
2: No, so check this out. I'll even pull up uh we won't get kicked off for showing the logo. If you look at the Apple logo, It's the bite of the apple. apple, Yeah, Adam and Eve. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. People have ran with that. Yeah,
3: listen,
0: it's hilarious. Listen, it's nothing matters anymore. (laughs) (laughs) If if the Mormons can be involved with the chosen, there's no (laughs) rules anymore. There's no rules anymore. There's no I no I'm not going to get on. I just had to throw that in there. That was very calculated. There's no rules anymore. Just, do it anymore. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, there you go. All right. That was the fight that we were having yeah. prior to this. Too, so. Which
0: which is actually that's that uh, we've discussed it before. It, it's a, yeah. It, but it's anyway, an ongoing yeah, battle. Yeah, we're not going to get on that subject. It's an okay.
1: Ongoing battle. But uh anyway, I just I think, you know, for the sake of um you know, what, with social media, even adults have to be really care- careful uh, with how much time we're spending on our phones. My wife and I catch ourselves all the time, um, you know, just we're sitting on the couch and, you know, the next thing you know, conversations died or the TV show that we're watching is over. And here we are, you know, 20, 30 minutes later, it's like we were on our phones and mm-hmm. nothing else happened, you know, in that in that whole time. And, um it's easy to do i was actually going to look at what my social media time has been Ugh, I don't so you know i sweet. gave
0: you know i gave up facebook Dang. instagram no, i was never really on instagram right. or twitter much facebook and my screen time like went drastically down to where it was like two hours a day but slowly but surely you just you, find, you other find things. something else to do
1: yeah exactly i'm on
0: espn more yeah. You know, I'm, I'm always checking work emails. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I will sit at my desk at work and find myself. I've got two computer screens plus a laptop, and I'll find myself checking and returning emails at my desk uh, on, on your my phone. phone, bro. <laughs> it's madness, man. I
2: know. And so it when is. we did the social media fast, we talked about how, yeah. you know, I, I deleted. Um, I didn't delete it. I moved the Instagram app like to the far oh, far right like as you all can. over yeah. the place i kept finding it yeah. unconsciously like i would just okay i'm gonna pick my phone up and i'd be on instagram whoa, whoa how did i even yeah. get on instagram so, so it drives strong. my wife
1: i'm not kidding dude this drives my wife crazy i'll literally get a text and for some i don't know what it is about my brain but i little i go text read it facebook read it um facebook pages read it mm-hmm. instagram like it's this, my it's thumb just goes in that direction to where, and she's like, I thought you were just reading a text. And, you know, five minutes later, I'm still on. Well, you, you know, speaking
0: of that, Nan is one of the best people I've ever seen. Unless she's doing it and just not replying. Until days oh, later. Oh, dude! I don't
1: even know why she has a phone. Yeah, I hope like, she's listening too. She, yeah, she turn your phone sh- off.
0: She'll she'll like reply to something seven days later and say, "I'm praying." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Nan, they're already cured, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was seven days ago. God already healed them. You're too late. Sometimes I've He's, commented, "Hey, Nan, yeah. it's too late now," or whatever, just yeah. you know, busting her hump. But yeah, she doesn't. She's not. She, I never see her on social That's media. That's a retroactive sh- prayer. She's, God knew. She but I'm gonna I, pray. She's she not. Gets but, credit. I deleted. My accounts, I didn't just so get rid of the app delete I deleted it. the accounts' good for Hardcore, you, I'm done, bro.
1: man good for you, Hardcore, yeah, she'll bro. text me and um I'll answer she'll have a question or something I'll answer it or or I'll ask her a question, and it's like you know two days later I get a reply, yeah, phone, if you were so a woman and off.
0: you were one of Nan's friends, say. <laughs> If you got a flat tire, Nan would be one of the people. you you you're, you're going to call. You're yeah. not going to call Nan because <laughs> six days later, she'd be like, did, did you get your car fixed, Nan? I'm standing in front of you at church. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think happened? <laughs> yeah. That was six days ago. It's <laughs> like that
2: contest or they, they ask you, hey, if you had one person to call, you know, you get a million dollars if they answer. Who's that going to be? She's last. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. she is. She, yeah, she's definitely not getting a call. So yeah, I wanted to um you know just w- with that whole um whole Twitter thing, you know, it's it's freaking people out. You yeah. know, it's you it's know exciting. all the, all of these people just, you know, want free speech, but when somebody actually comes and gives them the opportunity to have true free speech, they freak out because it's really not free speech, it's it's their speech. That's yeah. what they want. They want their speech. That's exactly and, right. Um, that's a scary place to be. We've got to have, we've got to have conversations. Like I have people on my Facebook feeds all the time, especially as many people as we have on the, the groups and on the uh, Facebook page, you know, that the, there's a million different ideas and thoughts and, uh, opinions and theologies, unfortunately. And, um, you know, sometimes you just, you let them run with some of their stupidity and let other people take the, the battles, but we try not to, um, ban too many people just so they can have, you know, have a voice. I mean, Facebook's doing a, a good enough job with that. Instagram's doing a good enough job with that. I mean, we have posts all the time that are uh, taken down. Well, and
0: G- you know, Jesus didn't operate like that, right? Right. Like his word was the truth. And it was, it was, it was only one way, but like, he didn't run after the rich young ruler. Right. Right. He told him what, what he needed, what to, he do. needed to do. He couldn't do it. He turned and walked away and Jesus wiped his feet. And, and walked away. All right, exactly. You know what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. y- if you're if you're going to convert somebody to anything, especially Christianity, you are Christianity. You are going to have to listen to where they're coming from. That's why Paul said to the Roman, I was a Roman to the Greek. I was a Greek that he didn't believe what they believed. He didn't right. join in on what they were doing, but he understood where they were coming from, what they believed. And then he knew how to take them and from it, there to the
2: Christ. Way, yeah, right. Exactly. And yep. this is, this is actually, I mean, this is a theological question. It's not theological Thursdays. We're not doing that yet, but this is, this goes back to the scripture that says, no man comes to the father unless he's called, mm-hmm. right? And so, I mean, how much, I, I used to give this analogy, I, I play music for um, uh, a wrestling camp uh, through uh, fellowship of Christian athletes, and we would have talks, and I've, I've told this story a couple times, I watched my nephews clean up, um, clean up their room, I got three nephews, the age, now they're six to two, but when, when we cleaned this room, we, they were like four to one, right, right? And I went and helped them clean up the room, right? I did all the cleaning. They yeah. were there. They were making more messes than they did anything else. I feel like the gospel is a lot like that. God doesn't need us to do anything, but we get to help. Them, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And it's really right. good for them to help me clean the room because they learned during that process. The youngest one almost brought an entire bed down on his head. Uh, it was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I had lifted up the bed. I put it up against the wall. <laughs> he walks over to it and he knew it didn't go there. So he pulls it down and it's coming down like straight for him. He's two years old. He sidesteps it, lands right in front of him and he goes, hmm. just because it's going to get us right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> years yeah. Yeah. The face, right.
1: That's years good. That's side side good. Well, I am ex- oh, sorry about that. That wasn't supposed to be on there. Lands right in front of him What's cool going on? What Uh, picking up my phone. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah, My phone. uh, I did that. I was, uh, answering a text while y'all were talking. But, um, anyway, I, I, I really think that, uh, one, we got to be careful with our kids Two, got to be careful with ourselves and learn to have a balanced life when it comes to technology, when it comes to sharing the gospel, when it comes to, uh, living this life out for Jesus, it's not an easy life to live out. And it's going to be even harder when the world is, uh, completely against you, uh, in all things. And so that was one issue that I wanted to talk about Twitter, you know, with Facebook. Uh, the reason I'm so excited about this app is that we have the opportunity to, uh, bring our platform to a place to where we can talk about godly things. We can talk about biblical things. We can talk about controversial things without the fear of being banned or, or shut down. They literally could wipe us out. We, we are the world's largest men's ministry on social media platform. And uh, they could wipe out our whole ministry with just one click. And right. so this app is going to allow us to be able to get away from that. And my point in bringing up, twitter and elon musk is hopefully it will bring these other goons facebook and instagram and some of these other social media tiktoks to a place to where they're not banning everybody as well they're they're gonna be more of a balanced type system which will help everybody out yeah um so uh anyway that's why i wanted to bring that up second thing i wanted to bring up tonight is i do want to talk about there's a lot of stuff going on right now with disney I don't know if you've read anything about that or heard anything about what's going on with Disney. And uh, just this this past week um, in one of our small group chats, um, you know, one of the parents were allowing their kids to get on their apps or their the iPads. And they weren't necessarily w- watching what was going on, but they heard something that was going on. And the, the dad asked um, one of the kids, like, what? what is this and it was a sh- show that had gay dads yeah. on the it was a cartoon you know that they had these gay dads on and so you know in a in a world where um the iPhone the iPad the uh, you know Androids everything's being pushed to not only adults but to kids um they're also pushing behind it an agenda for the LGBT XYZ, I Z, I don't even know what it is anymore, um, agenda and allowing a lot of these programs to push, um, that harder and further on our kids. And, um, we're seeing it in the school system. We're seeing it in Disney. Uh, you saw the thing that was happening down in Florida, uh, that whole, um, law that was just passed was so that they could not indoctrinate kids, kindergarten to third grade, uh, and talk about sex whatsoever.
2: That was the so that was the self-proclaimed don't say gay act. Uh, it's not called. It's that. not called. That. Yeah, that right. there's nowhere in that it says don't say gay. Um, that was basically a, like a PR. Uh, yeah, that that's was a, a PR total piece. PR yeah. push from the left. Yeah, exactly.
1: No, but but Disney is pushing a heavy, um, uh, heavy sided and unbalanced uh, view of that on all of their characters and their TV shows and in their movies. Uh, matter of fact, uh, some uh, videos came out with the CEOs and vice presidents saying that they are going to push more, that they yeah, by 50 that. by in 10 years, 50 percent of their staff would be LGBTQ X, Y, Z. And um, it's an agenda that's being propagated and indoctrinated into our children.
2: Yeah. Well, the, the, scary, that. the scary thing is, and I think most I, I have friends who are gay, mm-hmm. um, they would agree with me because they're reasonable people. Um, you don't need to be talking about sex with kindergarten at all. You yeah. know, um, there's a I can't I don't even feel good repeating it, but Kindergarten Cop. If you've seen that movie, there's yeah. a part in there where yeah, that kid, a vagina yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah and he penis, says, yeah. But that's about as far as he lets it go. He goes, okay, all yeah. right, and then okay. we're d- and he just moves on from the. T- he doesn't address it at all. Mm-hmm. That's how you address sex with kids. You're like, all right. Did you guys... now? In other news, yeah. <laughs> did you
0: guys? watch or hear about any of uh, Franklin Graham's sermon that he did on Easter in Ukraine? Uh, No, I didn't. Uh -uh. Okay, he said this. He said, and I'm not quoting, but I'm I'm paraphrasing. The most important vote that you will ever make from here on out is for your school board members. Right? Mm -hmm. We just interviewed somebody a few weeks ago. Yeah, He said, basically in a nutshell, they're coming
1: for your kids. Right. Yeah. Well, that's
3: right. what a, that's, that's what, what
1: they're doing. Yeah, that's what I don't understand is like, you know, w- that it was a big deal in, in my day, and this was back in the 80s, that uh, we would have sex ed in high school. Like, and it was even junior, senior year. So you're 16, 17, almost 18 years old before mm-hmm. you even heard anything uh, with sex, regarding sex. That's what I don't understand is, number one, you know, every Disney movie that I've ever seen uh, or would take my kids to, there's no reason outside of an agenda or propaganda to have anything sexual related in the movies.
2: I'll, I will Period. say I will say this because I was a part of that, um, that, you know, hey, we're going to do sex ed. And, and my church upbringing was like, nope, my kids aren't going to go to sex ed. So there's a there's a detriment to that, too, well, the because you don't want to be. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to forgive my parents for not telling me anything. I went and found out on my own. Right. Well, that's, and that's, that's the other thing. Either. And
1: that's, that would, that would be my point tonight is that parents, it is your responsibility to train your children, not only in godly biblical things, but, but in sex in understanding like our two oldest kids, um, we, we taught them from the very beginning that, um, And we prayed from the day that they were born that they would find a husband and a wife, not that they would have 15 dates, not that they would go out and, you know, Baskin Robbins, 31 flavors, try it till you like it kind of deal, that they would find the one that God was going to give to them. We taught them about sex, not in the way that, you know, hey, it's, you know, it's bad, don't do it. No, we taught them how great it was in the context of marriage. You know, when you do it right, when you do it in context of marriage, it's a beautiful thing, man. I've been married 30, um, how many years, 32 years in August, I'll be married 32 years. And because I had premarital sex, um, I, to this day, 32 years later, there are images that pop up in my mind and my sure. head that I have to capture those thoughts. If I would had never done that, you know, uh, and I love my wife, my wife and, we're we have amazing have an amazing marriage but you know anybody who's ever had sex outside of marriage are having those issues and that's what I try to tell my kids all the time you're not going to have major issues in your marriage if you don't bring in a whole lot of baggage to begin with mm-hmm. not not saying that it won't won't be easy or it w- it's going to be hard but it'll definitely be a lot easier if you're not bringing in a whole lot of baggage and um there's no reason that the school systems or even the church for that matter needs to be teaching our kids about sex. The parents need to be teaching the kids about sex. Yeah. The ti- the parents need to teach them about um uh chastity and honor honoring your spouse and having godly marriages instead of um having dates. We didn't allow our kids to date. You know and uh, that um, was a that
0: was a big deal. With the way the world is now, I wonder how much you know, that that word uh, train, mm-hmm. the Greek is gymkazia, I believe. It starts with G-Y-M. It's like gymnastics. Like gymnasium. Mm-hmm. When you go to a gym, there's a routine. Every exercise machine works on a certain part of the body. You do certain reps. You're rigid about it. You're disciplined. Are we really training our kids? Right. Like, our kids are, if if you have both people working in the home, and I'm not against both people working in the home, I came from a family where both parents worked. My mom was a career woman. And luckily, I had the same babysitter right. all my life. Her name was Diane, and she was like a second mother. Right. But a lot of kids are going to a daycare
3: mm-hmm. where
0: you don't intimately know the people that are pouring into your kids, whatever they're pouring in. Right. You know this, that, and the other, and we wonder why things are like they are. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I know people have to work. That's right. so. This isn't like I'm against women working or I'm against both parents working. It's not about that. I know how it affected my life, even with a strong, everyday mm-hmm. person named Diane that was in was in our lives. It's there were still things when I look back on my childhood. I'm like. You know, I wish my mom wouldn't have worked. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish she would have been there to do this. I'm not mad about it or anything. Me and my mom are really close. But I do see, based on my own testimony, how it affected my life.
1: Well, in, in the moment, you know, as a parent... You think that you're you're sacrificing and doing the right things for your kids. Right. I want to provide for my kids, okay? Sometimes one income doesn't do that, two incomes do. But there are sacrifices there, and you start leaving things behind, such as your children. You know, like when Nan and I first, uh, we had Evie, uh, we had a full-time live-in nanny. We paid paid for a full-time live-in nanny. And, man, um, there was some major sacrifice. We, we both wanted to keep our careers and, you know, keep – you know, making all this money and thought we were doing what was best for our children to to build an empire, so to speak, for them. But looking back on it, Nan now has been at home um, for 20 years. And we've made major sacrifices for that, even to this day, now that I have 12 uh, uh, twin 11-year-olds. We're still making sacrifices that cost us um, luxuries, uh, but we've seen a major difference in our kids. You know, yeah. we, we, we wouldn't change it for the world. And that's not for everybody. I'm not saying that, that that's the right way to go. I'm saying you're going to have to make sacrifices one way or the other. And parents really need to get involved with um, the school system. And I think you're seeing that quite a bit right now. People are starting to get there's, – there's this backlash happening within the school boards, the books that are out there, the teachings that are going out there. I just had a conversation uh, this past weekend with uh, a um, – uh she's a uh, human resources uh for a school district and um they over the weekend they were getting some major backlash because somebody threatened to beat the principal up because there was a um uh, a math a math question that involved homosexuality like <laughs> how in the crap did you get homosexuality out of a math question like when i was growing up it was always like if Sally walked three miles and you know jumped in a car doing sixty miles an hour and went another five miles, you know, that was the kind of math questions that we had. It had nothing to do with you know sexuality or anything like it that. It is comical I mean, that are,
2: that our, like my generation, we were just mad about the words being in there in general. Hold yeah, exactly. on, what does we're Sally got to no, do it? Yeah. And why are we talking about Sally, <laughs> yeah, dude? Exactly. I'm trying to add some numbers What's and oranges. Too? Yeah. I was okay with the oranges. Now Sally's involved. Mm. I'm very confused. Yeah. Right. You know. Um Man, I just lost it. I
0: stole oh, it from you again. It's gonna backfire because yeah. there's two things that you don't mess with people's stuff: their pets and their the kids. kids
2: yeah. and pets come pe- first. People yeah. are <laughs> <their> <laughs> pets.
0: They're not gonna allow it. Right. At some point, people are gonna rise up, and there might be some people in the middle that didn't. Let's just say, let's talk about the president that that didn't like Trump because of his personality. Right. Okay. So they changed their vote this time. Big mistake. Mm-hmm. Your vote means something. Yeah, people. Your well, vote means something. And let's get this straight too. Your most important vote isn't for your president. Most people don't even know who their state senators and state those are the people that are that are the school board. Affect, yeah. That's
2: the people that are affecting your life yeah. the most. Exactly. And no, that's d- the that's d- actually the real thing. I mean, you're nailing it right there. Absolutely. We, we didn't used to... The president used to just be a figurehead. Really didn't have much power. But over mm-hmm. the years, with executive orders and all the above, like the presidency has gotten so much more powerful. You're, we should be voting locally. It shouldn't matter who the president is because right. they shouldn't be able to do very much. This is the libertarian mm-hmm. coming out in me. They shouldn't be able to do very much. Like, oh, I'm the president. Well, that's great. We used to have... Uh, The president and then the vice president was um, the the one from the other party, whoever lost like, okay, you know, you didn't win. Now you're vice president. Right. Uh, I'm pretty sure we did that a few times uh, before we ended up where we're at now, where everything is just partisan, 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 Mm. partisan.
1: Yeah, it's getting It's getting bad. But. I, I really want to encourage our parents to get involved with your children. Make sure you stay on top of their iPhones and their iPads. Seven years old, um, my child uh, saw pornogra- uh, pornography yeah. for the first time. Um, my twins. And uh, it was a complete accident. Um, but somebody at school told them to go and look for, for boobs on uh, the Internet. And we had an old iPad. um we, we thought, you know, everything that we have has blockers and everything on it, but we've had an old iPad that they found and got on it and plugged it in and charged it up at seven years old, and the next thing you know, I catch him looking at pornography, and it wasn't, it, it starts with boobs and it goes down, you know, down the list, and so we have to be very careful, even as careful as we are, like every, um, every device that I own personally has a blocker, a porn blocker on it. Um, you can't even look at a woman in a bikini i can't uh-uh no you like have f- I,
3: four
0: four f- elders f- and your f- wife four you. elders and wife
1: my call yeah. me. I, like i got a call one time because um my daughter wanted to get uh her nose pierced and so i typed in on my phone um uh the piercings and it came up with uh this whole list of tattoo body piercing bikini wax and you know all this stuff on it and <laughs> I get a text from one of my elders like, "Hey, you okay? What's going on?" And I was like, well, "What do you mean?" And he goes, uh, "What are you looking at bikini waxes for?" And I was like,
2: "I'm thinking about getting like, one. Leave yeah, me alone. Exactly, Mind your yeah. business." <laughs>
1: well, so, for the my, record, for yeah. the
0: record, Paul's been shady since the day I met him. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he a is shady.
1: Sucker. He is a shady oh. dude. But uh, <laughs> you know, so that's a conversation at seven years old that I wasn't ready to have, but I had to have. Yeah, he he had already seen it. Like that's. You know, I, I had to, I had to talk to him about it. And, um, you know, those are the kind of things that those kids, the kids nowadays are having to go through that we didn't have to go through. Yeah. You know, those, those images, uh, will be in his brain for the rest of his life. I remember the very first playboy I ever saw. Like, I remember the images. I remember the picture, you know, like, you know, a buddy of mine's, uh, dad had them in his bathroom, you know, and, um. You know, those those are the kind of things that we have to really worry about our kids. The, our kids are malleable at that age. And Disney and the studios are trying to indoctrinate them for whatever. I, do, I don't even know what the purpose is other than to make it. It's like what you said a while ago. Everybody needs to be in a wheelchair. Yeah. You know, everybody needs to be in a wheelchair. And if you're not in a wheelchair, then... You know, you're against everything that I believe in. Yeah, and I mean,
0: the, what what the what what they'll say is is that they're born this way. You know, it's it's natural. People should be up. Then why are you trying to indoctrinate it? Right. Why are you Why are you trying to teach them that just if that's the way that it is, then that's just the let it happen naturally.
1: Right. 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 But and you can. But you can there's a big difference between nature and nurture. I don't believe by nature, because I I believe that God doesn't do that, that we do have the sin nature, you're not born that way, you have the ability to stop just like, you know, my nature would be to sleep with women all the time. But I have to put disciplines and controls and uh, understanding of what God wants for me in my life is to to be monogamous with a wife uh, till death do us part. Yeah, so but nurture you can nurture people into yes what just about it you know i mean people are messed up for a whole lot of reasons because of the way that they were nurtured either they were abused or beaten or miss you know misplaced or you know smothered you know with their with love i mean they can be nurtured into a certain way as well everybody believes in god i believe that Mm -hmm. i
0: don't care what they say oh yeah they believe yeah. in God. He has said there will be no excuse. Mm-hmm. I'm all, you can see me everywhere. Right. Right. It's about obedience. It is. The reason why people have problems with, with, with once you start to talk about mm-hmm. lordship of Christ and salvation right. is it's, a, it's, it's, it's simply about obedience. It's the same reason why Christians don't obey the Bible. The mm-hmm. Bible says men are pastors. Mm-hmm. It does not say that women don't have the ability. Right. It doesn't say that women can't be better pastors than men. Or this, it just says that it's supposed to be men. Right. It's about obedience, It is,
1: yeah.
0: right? Yeah, and and every other th- every other thing in the Bible is about choosing to be obedient, and right. we all fail. Mm-hmm. But that the problem with G once you start like people will talk about gods, yeah, gods something bigger, Buddha, this that and the other. But what separates Jesus Christ from all of them is what we're saying is it's the only way it's the only way right and that ruffles people's
2: feathers
1: yeah it does you know have you ever
2: heard of uh jackie hill perry she is the author of gay girl good god um her husband she a, walked away from it uh, well, she, walked she walked away, away from, from, from homose- gay girl yeah exactly oh well no 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 yeah Aren't so she walked i thought you meant she walked no away she from walked the away book. from homosexuality yeah, yeah. so um the the book, Gay Girl, Good God, one of the most impactful um, things that she wrote in there is exactly what you said. Um, it's refusal to bow a knee to the king. Right. It's refusal to fall under submission. I, I think I identify with you a lot, Pastor. You said, well, my nature is to sleep with a bunch of women. That is my—I know it is because I went to college and I wasn't following Christ. Like right. I, That's how God made me, you yeah. know, to have multiple partners and all the above but i know that that's not there's a better way to do things right um, and I, it's just i watched
0: gotta, right. i watched a 60 minutes clip or a 60 minutes episode it might not even been 60 minutes it was on youtube and it was one of the one of the real popular atheists and the interviewer said this asked him this on the day you die if you see god and you're standing before him what will you say to him and this guy looked at this this interviewer in just with the most prideful face and he said I'll look at him and say child cancer what's that about right you know this that or the other and I'm sitting there thinking to myself you're gonna squeal like a schoolgirl. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, exactly. That's what you're gonna He's do. You're not gonna say a word. Like just yeah. the
0: look on his yeah. face. <clears throat> Be not deceived. The Lord is not mocked.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: and these That's people. Good. And and I like what you just said. What she said was, it's it's about you know the bowed knee to the Lord. What's funny is every knee will bow.
3: Mm-hmm. You
0: will bow. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep.
0: You'll bow today or you'll bow then, but you will bow yep. before yep. the Lord.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I look back on my past life as an atheist. Um, and I, I, I use the term lightly because I think maybe in my back pocket, I had this desire to uh, know a God. It just doesn't happen to be the God that I know today. Sure. It was the God of my choosing. And, um, I, I, I don't think that you truly like to, to be an atheist. I actually just saw, uh, actually, I think I just posted it the other day or today. Um, where is it? Uh, It says this. um, To be an atheist, I would have to believe nothing produced everything. Non life produced life randomness produced precision chaos produced order. I simply do not have that much faith. Yeah. Like, have (laughs) you ever seen? Have
0: you ever seen that map of the universe of everything that would have had to have happened? At exact moments for the big bang to be real, and and, like I don't understand how people are so reprobate in their thinking, right? But we've all been there. I was an unbeliever one. I wasn't an atheist. I went to Baptist uh, church when I was young, and I always knew there was a God. I didn't really know the concept of Jesus, like you said, Mm -hmm. like I know now. But I always knew that there was God, even if mm-hmm. there was a short time in my life where I was telling people I was atheist because I thought they'd think I was cool. Mm-hmm. But I never went atheist to the degree that you did where I was trying to talk people I, out of their
1: beliefs. I interviewed Michael Jr. Have you ever seen yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. the black yeah. comedian? He's hilarious. Yeah. And uh, Christian comedian. And uh, I was interviewing him. He was like, Well, so how how was your story on, uh, to. To come to know christ and i was like yeah prior to me giving my life to christ i was an atheist and he said well isn't everybody <laughs> you know like yeah. I, yeah. I thought yeah, that's a good point that's good timing yeah it was good timing so i was like yeah you're probably right there so but um i want to encourage parents um that it is a battle it's a daily battle to stay on top of your kids programs uh tv shows um face or not facebook uh, phones iPads uh make sure that you do a better job in that and uh, I, i'm convicting myself now cuz I, I don't think i've done that great of a job with my twins and my smaller kids i need to to do a little bit better so uh they'll be mad tomorrow when they don't have any iPads right, or phones. right now. <laughs> I'm going to get convicted and and take take everything but um you know we've got to do a really good job and because the world is trying to indoctrinate them because if they can change the generation, uh, they will change the culture. And um I think Hitler said that as a matter of fact, give me your give me the youth of the nation and I can change the world is what he said. Yeah. And um, that's a that's a scary place for our children, scary place for my children. I don't want them to to have to grow up in a world that is completely immune from God and uh, Jesus Christ. That scares me. Yeah. So we have to. As Christians, we've got to do a better job. We've got to stand up and be uh, blatant about our love of Jesus, blatant about our love of of Christ, and, and to be honest, be blatant about our love for others. We've got to let them know we love them, even though we disagree with them, uh, that we still love them, and so does Jesus. And that's not an easy thing to do. You've got to learn to to um you know kind of duck the water off a duck's back you've got to be able to to handle all the above and that's a that's not an easy place to be the closer you get to jesus um you know the closer relationship that you have with god the father the easier it will be yeah it's gonna be tough though yep so i just want to make sure that uh parents understand that what the world is throwing at them you know from the school systems um you know we've 50 years ago, the center of the community used to be the church and we've allowed uh, the church has allowed uh, the school system, the government to come in front of everything instead of us standing up and
2: doing what is right and making sure that we uh, stay on top of that. Yeah, you know, we've, we talked about this a little bit, too. I mean, we really dropped the ball. Um, culture is where the battle is yep. and Christians have dropped the ball in culture. And this is something I'm super passionate about because I'm an artist. Um, we used to be you know christian artists used to be the waymakers they used right. to be the ones who shook culture and shaped culture and 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 moved it um the church for the a long time has stopped supporting its artists um i get chastised a lot cuz i i play in bars i'll play mm. you know wherever i can go get make make some money right. to to play um and the sad thing is the reason i do that is because if i would want to go play at churches uh, they'll give me a meal, right, right? You know. Oh yeah, we'd love to have you know come share your ministry with us. We'll we'll feed you. Yeah. Well, hey man, I mean, <laughs> I, I I love the food. Don't get me wrong. And I'm right. doing this. I'm doing this so I can spread the message. But the culture battle that we're losing. Yeah. And we started losing it there when we stopped supporting the arts and we started, you know, getting away from it. You know that. how many times I have
1: people yell at us for selling merch and my books and all <laughs> that kind of stuff? Like, literally, you're selling the gospel. It's like, no, I'm trying to provide content for you to, to help you. You know, it's not, trust me, I, I don't get rich off these books. and I don't I don't get rich off this content. It's just enough to be, or the, the merch is just enough to pay for the ministry.
0: Alistair Begg said in the last... F- over the last 50 years if the church had been loving god and loving others and not fighting causes and not picking all the wrong battles to fight mm-hmm. that the world would be a different place yep. but we're not doing that no you know what i'm saying no. they um the, the what 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 is the, the verse to, in timothy where god says no good soldier
1: Gets involved in, in the, the affairs right. of the world, exactly yes. right, so that
0: he can look that up. Yep. It's is it First That's Timothy? But I love that. I yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that verse because yeah. w- w- as Christians, we get we get caught up in the wrong battles. There was a going back to the book of Second Timothy two four. Gay yeah. girl, good God there's a there's a video on or there used to be a video on Facebook and YouTube of a of a gay an ex-gay man that was given his testimony and he said the reason why he, there was years that he wanted to come to church but he felt like our enemy mm-hmm. he he felt like that we that we were against him that, that he that he had no place in any church, and it was a guy at work or someone in his personal life that invited him to church this, that, and the other, and he ended up giving his life to the Lord. But he said, y'all are going about it the wrong way. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's the pro- love.
1: Christians have to focus on sin, period. Uh,
0: not sins. Not sins. Sin, sin yes. in general.
1: So when I look at somebody, not only am I, I'm like, you know, we will bash... And I say, we very, very lightly across the board in church, um, we'll bash adulterers, we'll bash homosexual, homosexuals, we'll bash fornicators, um, mm-hmm. we'll bash, uh, drunks. Right. Um, but we don't, the bad ones, we but don't, go, we don't say anything about the gossip or the glutton or the pride or, or what did you say?
0: <laughs> I said, but we don't bash speeders. Oh, speeders! No, yeah. Hey, I'm now just, jo- just Doesn't say
1: anywhere in the Bible, you can't speed. Okay. <laughs> um, And that's, you know, that's the issue with Christians is that we don't, we don't hate our sin, our own sin as much as we hate somebody else's. If we would learn to do that, oh my
2: gosh. We actually, I mean, if you think about each one that we focus on, it's the things that you, most of them, that you can physically see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, The only one in the church that you can physically see that we've pushed to the back, and I think in America we all suffer with it so much, is weight. So... You know, oh, I, I know I'm meddling, but I can't tell you again, <coughs> you're
0: breaking up. <laughs>
2: I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with pastors mm-hmm. who have a clearly abused food and they're telling me that I need to, you know, hey, you, you really should never take a drink ever. And I'm like, listen, I, I, I you might have a point, but we should talk about the other elephant in the room too, right? Um, we got to slow it down, brother. Yeah. Right. Um, but when you can see something, you know, when you can see alcoholism, when you can see drug use, when you can see an affair, when you can see uh, prostitution, when you mm-hmm. can see um, these things that you can physically see and say, oh, that's bad. Jesus sees the heart, man. I, I am so guilty of uh, I never flip anybody off on the freeway. Right. Ever, but mm. I'll definitely give them a thumbs up. That's right. Like, and <laughs> my brother called me on it. He said, dude, you're flipping them off. That's uh-huh. right. I said, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> no he's I'm sh- not. He's all, <laughs> like, no, no, not you. no you're <laughs> you not getting off on a technicality. <laughs> yeah, you <exactly>. are. So
0: <laughs> it's the heart. To, to him that knows right and <laughs> doesn't do it, right. to him in his sin. Yep. It's to know right and do wrong. Yep. Now yep. throw the first stone. Yep. Right? Now throw the first stone.
1: Yep.
0: Righteous judgment is between Christians. Mm-hmm. Jody you see that there's a your your spirits mm-hmm. vexed because you see a a, a breach in the spirit right. or you, you've heard that I talked to Stacy mm-hmm. the wrong way whatever it is that's righteous judgment right but for to someone that you don't know that's never had the gospel preached to them never had the, the love of Jesus right. shown to them mm-hmm. for you to sit there and just say hey listen you're, you you know, you're wrong. This, that, and the mm-hmm. other, that is not the gospel message. And trust me, I've lived it yep. with a gay daughter. Right. I preached the gospel to her. Unlike I've never preached the gospel to anybody before. <laughs> How's that working? I threw every <laughs> no, scripture I knew at her. I judged her and guess what? I lost her for two years right. and then I got corrected. Mm-hmm. She yep. didn't get corrected. She's still right where she was. I got corrected.
2: Well, she's not, right? a fo- she's not a follower. Like, why do we, why do we hold the world to biblical standards? They're not following. That's right. Of it's, course, of course they're acting like the world. They're the world. It's not, <laughs> it's not that we're
1: holding them to biblical standards. It's that we sometimes we do have to show them their sin no, Absolutely. In love, you know, done, done in love, not in judgment. And, uh, you know, the throw of the first stone was in condemnation. They were condemning her to death mm-hmm. and that's when Jesus, you know, put the line in the sand and said, you know, whoever cast the first stone, who's without sin. That's why I said earlier is that we as Christians have to view sin. We have to hate our own sin more than we hate somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and as long as we go out and share that, I don't want anybody to think that we're not supposed to stand firm on the word of God. We are. um, And, but we're not to condemn people. um, You know, no matter what's going on in their life, there is still the potential for them to get saved. The as reason, long as they still have breath in their mouth. Ma- the lungs. reason why
0: you start at sin is because it makes us all start out on equal ground. Right, exactly. Should, right? Yes. So, it should. right. If you start talking to somebody about their sins and they're not a Christian, they're looking, their fingers pointing right back at you and right. being like, you're a hypocrite. But if we approach them with sin and what happened in the garden right. and now we're all condemned. Right. Now we're all even no,
1: even yeah, exactly. we all
0: started in the same place Exactly. That's because good. if all you're doing is judging people's sins and talking about like we've talked about the Paul side of your testimony, a non-believer is looking at you even if they're interested in being like, I'm so far from that, it's not funny. Right. That's not attainable to me. Right.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. That's good. We
2: used well, to it's say a good point
0: that you made.
1: That's good.
2: We used to say that you never, you never call out someone's sin unless you're willing to walk with them through it you yeah, know totally. so if your relation, right. if your relationship's at the point where um i have i have friends that are at different levels of relationship i have a good buddy i was talking to on the way here and we've known each other so long that any sin any like man we'll get in straight up fights on the phone and he's like no you're being prideful right now i'm not going to talk to you until you stop <laughs> being prideful." Like, or, <laughs> or no that's sinful like you need to show grace to that person like why are you doing that you're being too hard on them right. um but he's willing to walk through me with it. He's not right. from the other side of the room. Hey, by the way, you're going to hell. Right. See you later. First Just remember luck, that. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, First good of all, all,
0: I've, I've never met any of your friends, but I like them all more than I like you. <laughs> I've made them all up. I <laughs> don't exist. I, I can't stand when people, I can't stand when people say, well, Jesus flipped tables. Jesus died for those people, right? Now, are you prepared to do the same? If you're prepared to die for them, flip all the uh, tables uh, you a, want, a, a table like, then you can flip whatever table <laughs> yeah, exactly. you want. Okay, you want to get hung on a, on a cross? You want to get crucified for everybody else's sins? Then flip all the flip tables on, you want, just exactly. not this one. That's great. Because you won't be able to
1: the heaviest table. Second Timothy table four, so yep. 2 Timothy 4, it says, No sh- soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life, so that he may please the one who has enlisted him as a soldier. Yeah. In other words, you know, w- what, what Christians need to do is stay out of the f- the affairs of the world. That's right. Um, don't allow them to come into your life to where you're trying to please the world instead of please the one who enlisted you, which is Jesus Christ. As a follower of Jesus, my focus, and this is for all Christians, and this is the problem with the church today is that we we aren't, focused on Christ. There are very few conversations that I have throughout the week with so-called Christians that focus on Christ. Right. And that's 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 a calling for everybody. That's not a special calling. That's a calling for everybody is that Jesus Christ is the center of our life and it has to be. And parents, it has to be in your home, it has to be in your kid's life it has to be in your marriage it has to be at your work it has to be center of all things i called jody the other day for goes in it was
0: um on friday i worked from home and at some point uh we were outside a lot doing yard work and i started to open the pool i've got an in-ground liner pool it's nothing fabulous it's just a, we got it with it's the getting house. hot enough yeah yeah so I uh, go to fire up the pump after I got everything ready, lugged the safety cover off myself, this, that, and the other, and uh, the pump won't start. Now, in that moment, I lose it. I and am mad. and Cussing in your heart. I've forgotten sinner. all reality, and I go <laughs> sit up at our table by the pool, and I literally say, Lord, why can't something just work smoothly lately? And this is exactly what the Holy Spirit imparted on my heart. He talks to me like I talk to him sometimes. Really, dude? Like uh, this is the cross you think you're bearing? Your pool won't work. Th- th- yes. this is th- that's right. Your your pool pump won't work on your in-ground pool with uh, your home warranty that when you get a brand-new pump, you're only going to have to save 75 bucks for. And then he said, this is the trial and tribulation you're – bearing for me no less
2: one week after we had (laughs) literally
0: (laughs) literally yeah literally dude it just totally changed my perspective right away if i'd have called jody what i did was i called jody afterwards after i'd gotten the revelation but what he's talking about is if i'd have called him in the middle of it and being like jody i just don't understand he'd have been on the other line going. He ain't Christ centered today. <laughs> ain't nothing. They, he don't even know how to spell Christ,
1: <laughs> right? Exactly. That's exactly, exactly what you hear from people. And, and I'm and, as, and me I'm sometimes. A, I'm as as guilty as yep. most people. That's the that even playing field. Fortunately, um, yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It, you know, and, uh, pastors struggle just as much as oh, anybody yeah. else does. And um, fortunately for me, or, or I, I wouldn't say fortunately, um, my calling is ministry. Yeah, which puts more focus on me being Christ centered. Because um, if I fall, if I quit, if I miss out, whatever you want to call that, uh, I take a whole lot of people out with me, mm-hmm. potentially, yeah, I'm not saying that, you know, everybody's following Christ or coming to our church or following man up ministry because of Jody. But um, that's, I don't want that in my life. I want to be Christ centered in all that I do. I want to be Christ centered in my speech and my actions and raising in my children. And again, we're not 100%. We're struggling, you know, just like anybody else. You know, we've got, the, we've got the needs to be met. We've got the house and the bills and the, you know, uh, the, the I don't have a pool, but, you know, the <laughs> air conditioning system that goes out, and you're thinking, well, really, God, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But we've got to put more focus on and in Christ because he's going to give you the strength to do that. This world is coming at us 900 miles an hour. You said something a while ago I wanted to touch out for Gozo. Um that the church needs to do better job um, culturally with musicians and artists and stuff like that, the problem is is that we 've allowed the culture to infiltrate church mm-hmm. the worldly culture we 're not we 're not sending out a biblical culture to the rest mm-hmm. of the world we 're allowing the worldly culture to come in you look at you look at churches around the nation they 're not standing word on the 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 word of god um they're allowing you know uh, sin to abound in the church when that's the place man we ought to be squashing it yeah. you know we're allowing worship leaders and ministry leaders and elders and you know to live in sin where we shouldn't be that's allowing the world to come in
2: and maybe that's where maybe that's where some of the hesitation from churches um come from you know they say well you know we want to be careful who we let come and play. And this is something, you know, if you're a church leader and you're listening to this, um, don't do this. You know, when someone calls and said, Hey, we'd love to come, you know, I'd love to come share my gospel with you. Well, you know, why don't you, why don't you come out and play for the youth first? (laughs) Don't, don't don't do that. Like that's, that's your precious next generation. Protect them. Vet people harder. You know, I'd rather say, I'd rather say, you know what, come out, play for our main body on Sunday night or on a Wednesday night. And if you want to chastise me in mid, you know, I got scripture up on the screen like we can talk about it for real and you can disagree with like I have songs that are a little challenging. Oh, I don't like the fact that you're talking about alcohol. That's fine. Let's talk about it right now. Let's have a Bible study like let's Let's do this. But but man, don't don't send musicians and artists to your youth and guinea pig your youth with with bringing people in and let's start Let's start fostering in our churches. You know, I'm, I get really passionate about this, but fostering art in our churches and supporting our local musicians and and building that up so they don't run mm-hmm. to to secular money yeah. to say, okay, well they're going to pay me over here.
1: All right. Uh, that's uh, and that's where I it breaks my heart that we're allowing. The culture. I said this uh, this past week in my sermon is that if all the churches in the United States were to unload their checking accounts and the property, we could take back the orphanages and the widows and yeah. the hospitals and the school system. Have you seen the numbers really on that? Oh yeah.
2: The, so I think it's if if every church in America and don't quote me on this and I'll look it up after it adopted two children. If every church in America adopted two children, we would have no orphans. All right. and that's that's two kids per church. And I'll look up the statistic, but I remember reading that a few years back, thinking, "What mm-hmm. are we doing? What right. are we? What are we doing? Exactly, we messed it up. We Jody's, done,
0: Jody's done double that in his own family. <laughs> <laughs> I got Man, four. Jody, adopted. you're an
1: overachiever, and I want more, and my wife right. won't let me do anymore. <laughs> your so, wife's like, "I am yeah, done." I know. Well, you, when you're 53, the the thought of having you know, like I literally could be empty nested right now, but I'm not. You know, I've I still got another ten years, uh, eight years before my kids are out so of the house. Stacy uh, has
0: five children, four adults, and Carter, who's uh, sixteen. I have three adult children. We already have three grandchildren from one of those kids, her oldest son. I got it. I. <laughs>
1: Dude, you're gonna have like eighty kids. I can't
0: remember my wife had a dream one time that she was gonna have and I can't remember what she said. Maybe yeah. it was twelve or I don't know. That's She'll hilarious. probably text me if she's listening. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Dave, how many how many grandkids did God give you a dream you were gonna have? Let's see what she says. <laughs> she may be she may be in bed already. Yeah. So
2: I uh I found the statistic um where okay. I just looked up both numbers and it's it's terrifying. Um, there are about 443,000 orphans in America. There are 380,000 churches in America. I think it's one and a half. Wow. And if, if, e- if each church got together and said, you know what, one family is going to adopt, uh, that should be an ice bucket challenge right there. Yeah. The fact that that's not solved tomorrow we should be ashamed of ourselves okay. as, as yeah. christian believers like we really should be that's pretty god awful so after no the diaper in.
0: drives done that's tough about it <laughs> <laughs> the 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 yeah saying. exactly
1: well the issue th- i can tell you um financially um it is hard it's it's a lot of money um yeah to adopt to I, adopt my first like my first two kids were um private adoptions And we went through uh, a retirement fund, Mm -hmm. everything to pay for all the stuff that we had to pay for. Like, uh, I want to say upwards of Um, $75,000. Maybe my wife will text me too here in a minute, but, um, and then, you know, with the twins, uh, it's it's kind of, you know, it's not the same thing by any means because we went through the foster care system, but mm-hmm. it's still a financial burden. Yeah. And that's the problem that has happened because the church gave the orphans and the widows away. Yeah. Like we well, no we longer take ta- that. That's what I'm saying. We started that. We started the hospitals. We started all yep. the colleges mm-hmm. um, yeah. in the United States, and uh, we gave that all over to the system. And the system is what's screwed up right now. But we can change that system in a generation, just like anybody else could change it in a generation. If we go to our kids and we raise up godly kids, we we bring them back into the fold and train them to be godly senators, godly governors, godly presidents, godly presidents of uh, colleges and schools and uh, hospitals. Um, But we've we've put the system out there. So now it's financially it's a burden you know especially adopting kids it's a financial burden that it's extremely hard and the foster care system is a good system um for most people if you right. get if you get in and get it it's a good system to adopt a kid um and and folks you don't know what you're getting whether you birth a child or adopt a child yes. <laughs> you know like you don't know if you're going to get a hellion or an angel and um I mean, you just got to to go after them and, and pray that God gives you what what you need and uh, that's a that's a good encouragement I didn't think of that yeah, I mean that's, we, that's really good we need we need godly we need godly people doing that because of what happened
0: in the garden like sometimes we look at uh, babies wrong mm-hmm. like when you look no, in they're little liars. like when you look into the crib you shouldn't see this cute little baby you should see a rattlesnake like you did not have to teach <laughs> You did not have to teach your kids to be selfish. Uh-uh. You did not have to teach your kids to to uh hit each other. To always want their way. They're born like right.
2: that. Yeah. Right? You have to teach them right. Well that's yeah. that's actually the nature versus nurture argument sure. when it sure. comes to, you know, an atheistic uh view on uh on God. Well, you know, there there can there doesn't have to be a God. It's we're inherently good people. <laughs> it's just I'm like, dude, animals, we're animals. We're not good. Uh there's um there's a class of monkeys uh that they were studying that are actually like going through they're tribal and they'll go through the jungle and they'll just like in gangs rip other monkeys apart because we're just ingrained with just evil nonsense you know that's yep. just our nature as uh, you look at the animal kingdom it's death it's uh dolphins will will go and rape other dolphins like yeah. it's just like yeah, the, it's the crazy the wilderness right. is wild man. we're say, not good people. i always say if
0: god lifted his grace off the world we'd be eating each other oh, <laughs> oh heck yeah
1: in about is. two seconds like heck some it.
0: of the stuff that i see i don't watch the news that much just some of the stuff that I see human beings doing to other human beings. Totally. I watched the video, and I didn't watch the whole video because I just can't watch stuff like that. But there was this old Asian lady in New York, and I don't remember. Well, she was in a lobby. will not know she was at the ATM or whatever. This big dude busts through the door, knocks her down, and he punched her 125 oh, yeah. times.
1: Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that just has, there has to be something missing there. Like there's, there's, I just don't,
0: I mean, and I know what it is. It's It's, lawlessness. If there is no, if there is no God, if there is no set of rules, if Mm -hmm. there isn't any, any of that, then you can do whatever you want until you die. Right. If there is no God, then you don't fear death. Mm -hmm. And so if you die, you don't care. Right. Right.
1: I had a debate today with a guy who um, on that atheist post uh, that I had on there. Um,
2: I saw that briefly. I, d- d- I didn't read it. Did, Did you, you see
1: that? There. Yeah. Um, he was he said something really odd. Uh, going to see if I can find it here. Oh, he said the issue remains. How is God produced? Um, so this simply pushes the question back and does nothing to solve the issue of our existence.
2: Well, it, it yeah. actually, there's a great, there's a, and I'm going to butcher this, but we have time, space, and matter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whatever created time have to had to be outside of time. Whatever created matter um, had to be outside of, like, uh, who does this best? I forget who the guy is. I'm going to find the quote, and I'll put it up. Uh, I'll even put it on the stream. But he says, if you if you had matter without time and space, you'd have nowhere to put it. If you had time without matter and space, you wouldn't know when to put it. Right. If you had space without time and matter, uh, you wouldn't know, I forget what the last one is, but it's a great analogy of like, whatever created those things had to be outside of them right. to actually create them. And it's the same argument that we run into with where does our morality come from? Right. Well, ever,
0: Ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of the truth. That's the book right, of isaiah yeah. was written between 650 and 750 bc if i remember that correctly or 600 and 700 bc and in the book of isaiah it clearly says this he sits above the circle of the earth right. now <laughs> 2100 years later Where in are... 1492 people give man credit for figuring out that the world, world was round, round yeah. and not flat if they'd have had a bible They'd already known it.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It
0: it just, it uh, it amazes
1: me. That's the same thing. That's the same thing with the debate on, um, uh, the climate. Yeah. Like God said in the word that nothing else is going to destroy it other than him. Right. (laughs) Like It's just all for, so
0: this is what I don't under, this is what I would always say back to an atheist. Mm -hmm. If you're so sure that God doesn't exist, Why do you spend all your time arguing against him and spending money to disprove him if you don't believe that he exists?
1: That's what I told this guy uh, that was arguing on Facebook. I said, if we're right, it's eternal consequences for atheists. If you're right, nothing happens. Still makes no sense to be an atheist. (laughs) One (laughs) of these
0: days, and maybe it won't, but I I guess I kind of, God knows what's in my heart, so I kind of might as well just say it. I hope that it happens. I hope every person that ever had a person come up and preach the gospel, then realizes how much that person loved Love them. them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, because one day mm-hmm. you're going to realize. I, I wonder if they'll say, "Man, that that dude with the white hair, <laughs> he he was right. <clears throat> that that bald, chubby mm-hmm. guy that came up to me that one time and." asked me if i knew who jesus was and prayed for me and i turned him away or i said no or after he left i was like whatever right man what was he trying to do for my life you know what i'm saying oh
1: totally yeah i i yeah it would be one of those like aha moments like yeah that you would hopefully see but you know again i think at judgment day we're all going to be in awe there's yeah. not going to be a word no. said. We don't know? get any yeah, glory. We, yeah, no. God gets all No, of I pain. know that, yeah. but I'm just saying even... No, I'm
0: saying that about what I just it, said.
1: You're not going to see anybody's face because we're all, we're all going to be on our face. Right. You know, um, yeah. and that, that'll be the glorious then. And, and when we're in the, the glory, in the presence of the glory of God, you know, who knows what will... It's we'll, not going to matter. We'll no, but it will be a beautiful thing if someday we get up there and you're greeted by tens, hundreds, thousands of people that came to know the Lord because of of what you did. And uh, I pray that for all Christians, you know, that we we stop being complacent and lazy when it comes to sharing the gospel, that there's a dying world out there that thinks that sex should be in the forefront, that, you know, movies should be about ungodly stuff, um, music, uh, culture in general, that. You know, you don't have to follow the Bible like even Christians don't truly believe in the Bible. If they truly believe in the Bible, we would have a different church. If we right. truly followed and understand God, we would have a, a different lifestyle. It would be completely different in all that we do. And um and I just go back to our our uh podcast last week. I mean that kid what was he, 20, 20, 20 No, he 20 was he, 20 no, six. No, he doesn't
0: he was in his thirties now. Oh, was he? But he, when, he he, oh, yeah, when he started. Oh, when he started David. He Pater- was like he was thirty one,
1: thirty two, thirty three years old. Right okay. He's that. still a kid. I mean, yeah, he's thirty absolutely. years younger than me. Um it just blows me away of his His desire and his heart and uh, him stepping out in faith and doing what God had called him to do.
2: He was truly taking care of the orphans. Yeah. Yeah. And he truly is taking. I shouldn't say was. He is. I want to be fair. I want to be fair to Christians. Uh, Like we're saying, you know, Christians don't believe the Bible. Christians don't know the Bible. Well, you know, they they don't they don't know the Bible. Um, We have um, our churches are filled with people who maybe grew up in church or know enough. They've gotten this far. I know there's a God or I think there's a God and I'd really like to not go to hell. Mm-hmm. So how do I do that? Mm-hmm. You know, Oh, I'm going to go to church. And right. that's where, you know, I played, I played in churches all over. And that's usually the men and women that I meet who right. are in church and they're hearing for the first time. And therefore there is no condemnation for those right. in Christ Jesus. And mm-hmm. condemnation means a strong distaste for one's actions, which means once you're in Christ, there is no longer a strong distaste for your action. Like, I'm blowing their minds, and I'm like, "You should have read this a long time ago, man. Open yeah. that thing up. It's free. It's that meme of the guy right. who does the
1: yeah. He's like, saying <laughs> wish God,
2: it yeah, I wish God yeah. would talk to me.' Right? <laughs> like I he's think got I, a whole book. I yeah.
0: always ruffle, I always yeah. ruffle feathers because at some point I get sick and tired of hearing. God loves you. You're worthy. God loves you. Okay. We know that you love God. But now what? If you love me,
1: you'll keep my commandments. That's right.
0: What now? What are we going to do? Okay. God loves you. You love God. Now what? Mm -hmm. The worst thing you ever did. So being over outreach, the worst thing he ever did was as, <laughs> as the, what now that we're preaching at that he's preaching acts is the acts three. He talks about the story with the guy asking for alms outside the temple mm. and Peter stops and then someone it's all God moves the outreach barrels over by the door of the sanctuary. <laughs> so every time I walk in, I'm like. It's not full enough
3: Isn't today.
0: Is that are those two barrels like the guy sitting next to the door alms and everybody? <laughs> people look. are just walking right by.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's old testament, brother. Dude, <laughs> I'm telling
0: you, bro. It's that's, <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> it's that's my you.
2: that's my favorite place to put the offering box. That's old testament. That's when the ministers um, were not using the um, the money for the temple correctly, and so I forget which king it was. He shuts it down. He's like ministers don't touch the money anymore put the box out by the front of the temple and we'll lock it right and it fills up we're going to give it to the workers and then they'll just use it right. where it needs to be yeah. done like that's man that's the only way i think we should be taking money yeah, in church anyway yeah, yeah. don't that's get good. me off on a tangent right <laughs> well, that's good
1: all right well fellas i think we'll wrap it up with that yeah. and uh we finish up a little early tonight but uh, i think we beat that like a dead horse and uh <laughs> parents i just want to encourage you um it is not easy we can do this together make sure that you're um, spending time with your kids making sure you're reading the bible with them making sure that you're watching what they're watching and um and get control of it Uh, you can stop a a lot of uh, kids walking away from the faith if you'll just get involved with their lives and so Um, just wanted to share that with you. I pray that you guys will have a great week and make sure that you follow us up uh, on the podcast, share it with everybody that you know, and we appreciate it. We love you and have a great week. God bless.
0: You've been listening to the man up God's way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.